we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedelian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. For some, homelessness can be temporary while for others it can last months or years. In Michigan, we see families lose homes due to foreclosure or evictions, individuals who are unable to pay rent due to financial insecurity, seniors who don't have enough savings to stay in their home, and women and youth who cannot safely stay with their families. For over 30 years, the Michigan Coalition Against Homelessness has been working to prevent and end homelessness in Michigan. To explain in more detail what the Michigan Coalition Against Homelessness does, joining me on the phone is Lisa Chapman. Lisa is an enthusiastic collaborator with more than 30 years of experience working in state government and the nonprofit sector and on behalf of persons with disabilities and those who are unhoused. Lack of affordable housing and poverty are the central issues that she champions. Chapman is also a proud social work graduate of Michigan State University. And currently, she is the Director of Public Policy for the Michigan Coalition Against Homelessness. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Gedalia. Nice to be with you today. It is good to be with you as well. Of course, we are talking via phone, trying to get everything all together. We, we did the original computer, and that just didn't seem to be working for us. Uh, so I just recently became familiar with, as you call it, Micah. And I didn't really know a lot about it. So let's get started by just give me an idea of what the mission of MICA is and what exactly it does. Sure. So our mission is to serve as an inclusive statewide voice to improve systems and support communities to both prevent and end homelessness in a way that leaves no one behind. And we are a statewide nonprofit membership organization. As you said, we're 30 years old. We perform collaborative work with a focus on training, advocacy, and policy work. We also run the statewide AmeriCorps and VISTA programs, and we are an administrator of the Homeless Management Information Data System. So that's just a little bit about Micah. It is a little bit, but still quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell me, how, how exactly did Micah come about? So Micah came together a couple decades ago. There were people performing homeless response, which in that time meant mostly sheltering people who were unhoused. And they said, we need to have some way of coming together and sharing best practices and talking about policy and funding. And so kind of MICA was formed out of that effort, out of this kind of the sheltering model and has ebbed and flowed over the years. And now we're started out as just a three, four person organization and we've grown over the years. Now we have about 20 staff that are literally housed in every, you know, we live in every corner of the state. Headquarters are in Lansing, but we literally have people in the UP and every area. We literally do serve our partners. We don't do any direct work. So in other words, we don't directly house people. All our work is done with partners locally in a collaborative manner. 
And definitely that was one of the things that I learned about you as I was researching this. I didn't understand at first what it was you were doing, that you were working more with other organizations, more than uh, housing individuals yourself. And I thought that was interesting. And it's also interesting that you've grown from, what, a few to, you said, 20-some people now is is kind of across the organization. Is that what I heard correctly? Exactly. Uh, About half of our staff work on the data management system, the HMIS system. They provide training and technical assistance. It's a system that is mandated by HUD, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, Mm -hmm. for all organizations that are involved in the homeless response effort. And so you have dozens of organizations in each county that if they provide services to people who are experiencing homelessness, they have to enter data into this homeless management system. So our staff help improve that system. We help them perform adequately and clean their data and just learn about how to run the system. Mm. Very good. It's rare when you see somebody that actually has a degree in what they're doing these days. I, I have an, I, know. I have an advertising degree from MSU and I'm doing this. So, right. uh, but it's you, you, you graduated with a social work degree. So is this something you always knew you were going to be doing as uh, you were growing older or growing up, uh, I know, should say, not older. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I really enjoyed helping people from an early age and was, in a youth group when I was in high school. And so I was exposed to social workers who were working with us as youth. And so it really impacted me and it was something that I wanted to do for a career. And while I haven't always worked kind of in the same system, I I worked at one time with people with disabilities, helping them find housing. Now I'm working on behalf of ending homelessness. I really feel the common thread is trying to help people and improve the systems to make getting assistance much easier than it has been in the past. I see. So how long have you been working for the uh, Coalition Against Homelessness, and how exactly did you become a part of it? So I've only been at MICA about a year, a little more than a year, but in a previous role, I was the Michigan Director of the Corporation for Supportive Housing Michigan Program, and I worked very closely at the state level with MICA, and I've known the Executive Director, Eric Huffnagel, as long as he's been at MICA. And so it was kind of fortuitous for me that at the time that I was looking for a new position, Michael was just creating this director of public policy role. It worked out for me and hopefully for the organization. And it's really been a pleasure to work with Micah this past year. Very good. So you deal with a lot of heavy subject matter. You know, homelessness is not uh, an uplifting conversation necessarily. I always feel like in order to keep your mental health in check, you need to have a positive outlook. How do you incorporate positivity in your life when you're dealing with subject matter like this on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, it is kind of a heavy subject. However, uh, you kind of have to be grounded in knowing that change happens, but it happens slowly and incrementally. So you have to kind of celebrate those small wins along the way. So Mm -hmm. it might be a new partner that you're connected with, or you get to talk to a legislator that you've been trying to meet with for a long time. Sometimes new housing is developed or you get some new funding. That's a win. So you have to definitely have the long view, but know that those small wins along the way need to be celebrated. And know also that we're really trying to work ourselves out of a job and really 
put policies in place and put funding in place that really empowers people and helps lift people out of the maybe the situation that they're in so that then they can get housed and stay housed. So it's really having that positive attitude that ending homelessness is possible because we've made a lot of progress over the last, I'd say, two decades. I agree. Celebrating those small victories along the way is uh, all adding up to the big victory anyway. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you just got to take uh, your blessings when those come along. Those those small victories keep you going. And, and that is kind of how I actually help to keep myself positive. So do you feel like positivity, is it a natural trait for people or do you feel like it's more of a learned skill? I think some people have that outlook or that orientation. But I also do think you can learn to, you know, be positive. I think during the pandemic, there was a lot of people were ill or people lost people around them. And I think that we all kind of tried to really see the, the positives, even if it was something, you know, like I took a longer walk today than mm. I did. You know, we're, we all are affected by trauma differently, but I think really trying to focus on the good things in your life, the good things that happen to you, the things that you can impact, things that you have control over really help keep you grounded and help you stay positive. So I think um, it's something that we can work on every day, too. Well, you mentioned the pandemic, and as we went through that in the early part of it, I know a lot of people picked up on different things that they'd never tried before, learning new things. How exactly do you keep, because I, I always feel like in order to keep growing, we need to keep lifelong education in, at the forefront of what we're doing. How do you do that? You know, I, I tried to, um, in my role, I, I read a lot. I look at articles. I look at a lot of the different news sources because sometimes there are things that communities are doing that are interesting or, or unusual, and we can all learn from each other. I try to go on webinars as well as sometimes I'm the one that is on the webinar and talking about some aspect of what I'm learning or organizationally what we've done. But I think just trying to keep current, and we also have a lot of great national partners who also do a lot of great research. We're always trying to look at data that's telling us, are we you know, headed in the right direction? So just trying to be curious and try and keep focused on what's going on in the, the housing and homelessness fields that I'm involved in really helps you just be a lifelong learner. Mm. So when you're uh, trying to look at the situation and you're, you're, you're wondering if Micah is uh, accomplishing what it needs to do, how do you guys measure success at the organization? So we're involved with a lot of state partners that work on ending homelessness along with us on a campaign to end homelessness. And we've been working on this statewide since about 2006. We have a plan We have goals and strategies, and we also every year publish a data report that kind of talks about statistics for how we've been doing in ending homelessness. So, for example, last year, homelessness went down by about 2% across the state. Mm. So we look at those metrics, and we also are, you know, connected with our partners on the ground who might say, hey, we enacted a new law that will help people get into housing. Or we have new partnership with our law enforcement and we're doing ride-alongs with our law enforcement to help decriminalize homelessness and help work with people and get them into housing instead of 
sending them to jail because they're sleeping on the street. So there's, you know, a lot of different ways of things that we look at to check our success. And then we also have organizationally goals that we're working on. We have a couple big, broad policy priorities. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I could, they're just three, mm-hmm. but they're pretty uh, overarching. We work to increase housing assets. So that's both expanding the supply of new housing mm-hmm. and creating additional partnerships with landlords, which will end up producing new additional housing units, but also preserving the housing that we have, getting more funding for Michigan. It's called the Housing and Community Development Fund. It's our housing trust fund in Michigan. We don't have a dedicated source of funding like other states do. Uh, so we're working on getting that enacted. And then also like keeping tenants in their housing. So funding to help them if they're running into issues, paying their rent, trying mm-hmm. to uh, avoid eviction. Okay. We also are decreasing barriers to housing. So additional tenant protections. And then we're also, in terms of you talked about how do we measure us, as we look at data, and unfortunately across the country and, and certainly here in Michigan, people represented in the homeless response system tend to be people that are of minority groups, people that are of color, single mothers tend to be overrepresented in the homeless response system. So we're also working on strategies to alleviate that as well. All right. Lots of different areas that you actually kind of look at to uh, make sure that you are getting somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, so, so what is the most rewarding part to you personally of doing what you're doing with Micah? That's a good question. I think, you know, sometimes it's as small as being asked to speak at an event, having a new connection, new partner. You know, there's a lot of intersection between, for example, the homeless response system and the healthcare system, and criminal justice system. And so having broadening your tent, so to speak, to include other partners that might have the same customers that we do. So a lot of social determinants of health impact homelessness and impact whether you're housed housed or unhoused goes a long way to determine your health. It's really rewarding making those new connections because all of our work is done through relationships and collaboration. So I'd say that really is some of the most rewarding because we don't work directly getting people into housing. So getting those systems aligned can help go a long way to help people stay healthy and healthy. I mean, you're talking about collaborations. It sounds like a lot of what you do is collaboration. Not only, you know, with all these different organizations, but you've got a number of, we kind of mentioned a little bit, you've got a number of different coworkers that you need to work with. How important are they into uh, accomplishing your mission? They're really key. Uh, We actually meet weekly as a staff to talk about what we're doing, if we hear anything going on around the state, any, you know, new research that's come out, uh, how we are doing on our goals and our programs. And we work very closely. We produce a lot of training for state partners and for all of our partners around local community organizations, shelters. Uh, We also are piloting a curriculum for people with lived experience, serve on boards and serve on committees and organizations. So we're trying to really help include people's voices in anything that involves people who are homeless. 
their voices should be at the forefront and at the table. So as a staff, we work on including that. We have a, a great communications manager who taps us at times to put something in our newsletter or highlight any new initiative that we're working on. So we work very closely as a group. Awesome. It's good to hear that you're doing all this great work out there, too. So other than work, what are what are some other avenues of your life that you're grateful for? So I have a great family, two kids and a partner, and he has two kids. So we just had a grandchild a year ago, so that's super exciting. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. And then uh, I have a group of 14 women. I used to work for the state of Michigan, and mm-hmm. so we all work together at one time or another, and so we go out to dinner at least once a month and keep together as a group. So girlfriends are definitely friendship. It's definitely something that helps keep me sane. And <laughs> It's great to be able to have that ability to, to hold on to those, uh, those relationships even after you've yes. left the place. Yeah. Yes. It's so important. Definitely. And then I also walk and garden and do yoga and fun stuff like that. Very good. It, it sounds like you're pretty good about keeping your mental health in check, as, as I always say. I try to, yeah. A little bit more uh, before we uh, go, but uh, be, mm-hmm. before we uh, kind of start to wrap things up, I I believe you also, the organization, Micah, it works along with donations as well. As, am I correct in that? We do. We, um, you know, some of the work that we do is funded, and then there are other aspects of the work specifically some of the advocacy and policy work that isn't funded. Mm-hmm. We love to put on trainings, and um, sometimes people will hire us to do that. But we also get donations, and those go a long way to help us put on our programming. Mm-hmm. In the month of November, Homeless Awareness Month, and so we have a, a toolkit, and we have a lot of uh, campaign for local entities to also highlight. And so we have special donation opportunities to support our work and really help us get the word out about what's going on in Michigan around ending homelessness. Very good. And, and so if people wanted to donate, they could go to our website, mihomeless.org, and there's a button right there if people are interested in donating. Well, there you go. That was my next question, actually. Once again, Lisa Chapman, I do have one more question for you before we go, but I did want to say thank you very much for joining me. She is the Director of Public Policy at the Michigan Coalition Against Homelessness. And again, that website again, please. MIHomeless.org. All right, very good. Thank you very much for joining me here on Shining Stars and just want to say thank you to you and the organization for all the great work you're doing here in our state. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be with you. Very good. Our final question is the one I ask of all my Shining Star guests. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. All right. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that thought be? So that thought would be that housing is a human right. Everyone deserves equality, clean, safe place to call their own, to lay their head down at night to raise their family, to be healthy, and that would be my collective thought for today. Well, you're definitely making the work towards making that happen, so that's good. Right. Thank you. Lisa, do me a favor. Snap your fingers to make it happen. Remember, 
we can all contribute something good to this world. No matter how big or how small, a simple smile or a friendly gesture is all it takes to expand positivity one inch further. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. 